Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This episode of the Mosaic Life podcast is supported by Wealthy Wealthy and the Sovereignty Academy. A couple of months ago, I had the absolute pleasure of having a conversation with Christina Wise on episode 90. And since then, I've been taking Christina's Wise Money Curves course, which has allowed me to relearn the ways in which I think about and manage my money. It truly has been a transformational experience for me. And last week, I told you about Christina's upcoming free webinar, Avoiding the Fatal Flaws Entrepreneurs Make. That webinar is happening this Thursday, June 24th, and there's still time for you to sign up. In the conversation you're about to hear with Julie Palmer, I mentioned the stories I told myself about why I couldn't start my own business many years ago. And I held on to those stories for a long, long time. They were lies that I believed because I simply didn't know any better. If you've ever thought about starting your own business and have stories of your own, Christina's webinar is your chance to give yourself permission to do it. Christina has become a millionaire many times over, and she is awesome at sharing the lessons she's learned in running her many businesses over the course of her career. If there's one person I turn to for money and business advice, it's her. You can sign up for her free webinar, Avoiding the Fatal Flaws Entrepreneurs Make, while space is available at christina.com forward slash mosaic. That's K-R-I-S-S-T-I-N-A dot com slash mosaic. And when you do, all listeners of the podcast will receive, as an added bonus, a free compilation of Christina's 125 resources to start your business today. Again, that's christina.com forward slash mosaic. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Mosaic Life Podcast. My name is Trey Kaufman. The mission of the Mosaic Life Podcast is to explore happiness, what it means to us as individuals, and why so many of us continue to chase it, and yet we never seem to find it. Some of you may have noticed subtle changes in the podcast branding over the last week or so, and good on you if you did for being so observant. I was going to wait until episode 100 to officially announce this, but it was too big of a deal for me to keep it quiet. The Mosaic Life Podcast has officially joined the Believe Podcast Network, spelled B-L-E-A-V, pronounced Believe, and I seriously could not be more thrilled to grow with them well into the future. What this means for the podcast is that I get to share the resources of a massively successful network of podcasts so that I have more time, more tools, and resources to continue having conversations that bring value to you. I'm really excited about the opportunity to work with the Believe team and the podcasters under the Believe umbrella, and as I grow with them, I will continue to be open and transparent about what that means for the Mosaic Life podcast. I will have more details about this relationship in episode 100, which comes out in just two short weeks. And speaking of, there's still some time to take part in the centennial episode of the podcast. I'm inviting listeners, supporters, and friends to ask me anything and to be a part of the 100th episode. You can submit a question for me at bit.ly forward slash ask Trey anything by this Tuesday, June 22nd. I've gotten questions ranging from how I stay motivated to what I've learned in doing this podcast to asking about my favorite holiday. You're truly welcome to ask me anything. I'll have the link in the show notes, which again is bit.ly forward slash ask Trey anything. All of that leads me into the incredible conversation you're about to hear with my guest, Julie Palmer. What I love about this conversation, and generally any other conversation we have here, is that at the start, a connection is created and ultimately archived at a very specific moment in my life and the life of my guest, which we get to share with the world. And my job is to ensure not only that it's relevant in that moment, but also that it transcends that day, 
that month or the year in which we share it. Julie helped me do that masterfully as she was so open with the work she's done in her life and her business. And most importantly, she shared not just the good parts of her experiences, but the struggles she's gone through to get there. Julie Palmer is the owner and head creatrix at The Retreat Goddess. She's a kick-ass retreat designer for adventurous women who dare to live fully. She's also indispensable to healers and coaches who rely on Julie's creative genius and organizational skills to design VIP retreats for their clients. Julie, a graduate of the University of Michigan, is passionate about community and collaboration. She is an active member in her home city, contributing many hours as a board member with Hero Nation. You can often spot Julie linking arms with empowered women, cheering each other on as they plot to change the world. I'm so happy to introduce my new friend, Julie Palmer. Hello, Trey. Hey, how are you? Oh, it's a fabulous day here in my life. I hope the same for you. It is. It's a little bit dreary today, but that's okay. Sometimes I like that. That's right. I woke up to beautiful rain showers and yes, I just felt it nourishing the world around us and we all need to hydrate, right? So that's Absolutely. what it was about. Yes, I, I agree completely. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I'm so excited to have this conversation. Thank you for jumping on here with me. I, 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 I've, I've been looking forward to talking with you ever since we, we first spoke a week or so ago and it's just, it's, a, it's always a treat to be able to have these conversations. So thank you for doing this. Well, thank you for the invitation, and I have joined you in that eager anticipation for where we are right now together. Thank well, you. Absolutely. Well, first of which, I wanted to ask you, so you're up in Michigan, which obviously there's a little bit of tension between Ohioans and Michigan uh, folks, but that we're, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to bypass that first and foremost. But the I, can you pronounce the city that you live in? Because I've pronounced it one of two ways uh, ever since I used to visit there for work. So I'm curious how you pronounce it. Ypsilanti. Ypsilanti, not Ypsilanti. It's Ips. Correct. It is Ip. And okay. I say the fabulous city of Ypsilanti. And I love my hometown. I love it. I love it. Do, do you? So do you get frustrated when people say Yips? No, okay. no, because it's it's a unique word, right? And it is. so it's okay, right? And I I would never want anybody to be afraid to ask, how do you pronounce that? Or even, hey, I forgot your name. What is your name? Right? Yeah. Let's just own it, right? Absolutely. We don't always remember anything. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a very good point, and it it's very apt. Um, I, I know. You know, asking how to pronounce something isn't the most vulnerable thing in the world to do. But I, I do just happen to be reading "Daring Greatly" by Brene Brown. Um, yes. Have you read that before? I have. Okay, oh, so, I'm a huge fan. Yes. Well, good. I'm I'm 50 or 60 pages in, so I've got a long way to go. Mm. But it is this is my first experience with her. I've obviously heard wonderful things about her, but the first, you know, 50 pages, it's talking about. Well, I, th I think the vast majority of the book is probably talking about uh, vulnerability because that's the research mm -hmm. she does. But it's interesting to get or to think about where we stand with vulnerability. I read this with the understanding that I'm almost 100 episodes into a podcast where I've tried to build a brand where I am not afraid to share my quote unquote failures, because I think people can learn from them. So to me, mm -hmm. that's vulnerable, but I, I'm sure in other areas of my life, I could ha put myself out there a little bit more. So I, I don't know. First of all, I'm curious what your experience with Brene has been and where that conversation around vulnerability stands with you. I credit Brene Brown with cracking this wide open for all of us and how through vulnerability, for ourselves and then, you know, seeing that in others yeah. in a way that is free from judgment, but simply that I see you, I truly see you and I being vulnerable myself, I'm okay with being seen yeah. that we are finding ways to more authentically connect and we, we never did before. Yes. And, and it is life-changing. It's a paradigm shift for humanity. That's how I look at it. I like how you said that. And <laughs> yeah. when you talk about 
finding new ways to connect authentically. That obviously carries a lot of weight and maybe perhaps a bit of judgment given the past year that we've been in. And we think about connecting and and staying connected when we couldn't necessarily be in the same room with each other. And so finding new ways to, to have that authentic connection, I, I think, I think it's, I think it's been important. And I think the people who managed to do so were the ones that came out. I don't want to say unscathed. That's, that's probably the wrong word, but came out maybe better for understanding how we can stay connected from afar. Oh, absolutely. Because as humans, we are not hardwired for being solitary beings, right? right? We're hardwired for community and for connection. And so, yes, and I, I loved observing how creative people got to stay connected and the choices that they made and and then bringing vulnerability back into it, right? Everyone was online virtually connecting through multiple platforms. And and look at the exquisite permission that we started to give one another to be authentic in those circles and to be okay with children coming up needing hugs, an animal, a cat, right? Yeah. Who knows? And we've seen crazy things that went viral, but still... I I see all of that as fueling the connection where we didn't find it previously because we had ways, right, to connect in person. And so the the endless creativity and adaptability of the human spirit is so inspiring. It really is. It absolutely Mm -hmm. is. Um, And I like... So going back to talking about Ypsilanti, the the reason... Mm -hmm that struck a chord with me when I, when we first mentioned it, because I, I, a number of years ago, I was with an ad agency and just, I, we, I was up at, uh, um, shoot, what's the name of that airport? Uh, Willow run airport, uh, every, mm-hmm. every couple of months for an air show or for, uh, just to, to, to visit with a client. And while mm-hmm. I, I feel like the agency did great work, it was not a fit for me. And so, I do know one of the one of the things that you said to me that really struck a chord when we spoke was that you didn't know what freedom was until you left corporate. And I, I really do feel the same way. And I, I think as we talk about the effects of the past year, I think the health effects hopefully are 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 coming to an end, at least here in the States. We're we're getting to the point where everything's opening back up. But I think mm-hmm. we're really going to see reverberations from the pandemic for the next d- decade plus, especially when it comes to how and where we work. And I'm, I'm fortunate, and it sounds like you're fortunate as well, in that we own our own businesses and we have that freedom. But as people realize what going back to work actually means for them, I think a lot of eyes were opened so that they they now want to live their lives authentically, whereas in the past, I don't think they they thought that they were, they didn't realize that they weren't. Oh, I think you really have spoken into something that I have observed as well. And, and even from my own experience, when there could have been a need back in the days, I was working for somebody else where I needed to be at home, but I could still work. But that sense of, no, they don't trust me, even though I know who I am and the role that I am and what you're paying me. And yeah, I have ownership in this, but but yet there's that sense of mistrust. And and for me, that speaks into this, this unfortunate shift I experienced. I can't say it's true for everybody, but how things in my in the cultures where I was working became so dehumanizing. And I knew I couldn't work there anymore. Right. And and so what are other people experiencing now that they were forced to work at home? They had the sense of freedom. And oh, by the way, the companies are realizing that the work still got done. Yes. You know, movies were made. Right. Yes. How do people make movies? How do people record huge, you know, musical scores? Right. They were doing all of that as well, right? So I love that we're changing the conversation about this. And I'm excited for the people who didn't feel like they were being treated as beautiful, exquisite humans in their daily jobs. <laughs> I, I agree with you. I, I agree completely with you. And that's a very interesting point. I, I don't 
I will be the first to admit I don't always have a positive outlook on Hollywood and and celebrities and egocentrism and all of that. But you're absolutely right. Uh, actors, producers, filmmakers, directors, they managed to continue. Obviously, there were hiccups, but continue to produce not just content. I think that's selling it short, but all sorts of television shows, uh, movies, everything in between through such a difficult time where we had to remain separated. And that, that's, that's mm -hmm. really, that really is something. It is, it is. And, and how we have witnessed the growth of technology to support this sudden and massive demand for new solutions. And, and I, I appreciate that too, right? So hooray, right? That there are platforms out there that said, oh, wow, it is up to us to keep the world connected. And they rose to the challenge as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So talk to me a little bit more about what your experience as an entrepreneur was during 2020, because I know there were times that it, it was not easy for you. So if you can just kind of walk me through that, I would love to talk more about your experiences there. Sure. Thank you, Trey. Well, I launched my own business in 2016. And so with any new business, right, it takes time to build the business. And, and yeah, through fits and starts and hiccups and, oh, yeah, caring for my father. I'm in the final chapter of his life. All of that happened within the first few years of starting my own business. And, and finally, things were really starting to click and grow. And I was filling all my months with all kinds of wonderful events. You know, I started my business in the event planning and production space back then. And so it was really exciting. And I looked at my numbers in 2019. I looked at what was coming on for 2020. And I said, wow, I am preparing for the best year yet. That's amazing. Right? Yes. And, and I can still connect with that feeling. But, oh, hello, pandemic. Oh, thanks for coming and completely destroying everything. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, yes, you know, it didn't take much to have, you know, I'm, I'm thinking probably by April and definitely by May. Everything, well, and I'll say, okay, I run the numbers tray. To be yeah. fully honest, 93.17% of my business disappeared. Jeez. Okay. It yeah. feels like everything. It felt like everything. Um, and, and so I had to rely on everything I have learned in this amazing journey of living this life as Julie to handle that, right. To not take it personally, to trust that there were gifts in the destruction and to rely on everything in certain moments to stay in a place that didn't attach anything about my worth to what just happened in my business. And there was a lot of work there. Yeah. And, and I'm proud of myself, right? Because for the most part, I handled it for the most part. <laughs> well, what you said there, all everything you said is extremely important, but I really want to point, uh, pick out not taking any of that personally. I think there... I, I, I imagine you'll agree with me on this, that we, I think, live in a culture where we tend to play the victim card when something bad happens mm -hmm. to us, when the when the, the, the quote-unquote universe or the one or, or God or whatever you want to call it decides that, or we decide that that entity, that, that being is pinpointing us out of 8 billion people and saying, no. Trey, you don't get this. <laughs> this is not for you. I'm taking it away. And that's, I think, a very dangerous mentality to have when we feel like things are done to us intentionally and we allow that to tear us down. And it makes us think that we don't deserve to try and try again. So when you're able to separate yourself from any ethereal being or any outside of events that are not in your control, then we're able to say, okay, here's an obstacle. Let me find a way to go around or above or below or through it, as opposed to turning around and, and pouting and quitting. I think that's a very, very healthy mentality. And it's not an easy one to, to grow and cultivate. 
You're absolutely right. And what I then learned as I got further into the year tray, and this is where Julie gets to be really vulnerable with you and, and all of your listeners is that while I was handling the loss of my business really well, yeah. there were some other situations in my life where there were people living with me who were, were unwell and needed to be cared for. Right. And so we brought them in also in 2020 and I will not show the details that will let anybody identify them. However, I struggle to handle that situation. Yeah. So here in parallel, right? I've got I'm 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 killing it, right? I'm handling the loss yeah. of my business. I, I trust that something better is coming. I'm doing all that work. And and I reflect on that. I wonder, was I throwing too much into that space and not enough in my personal life where I started experiencing violence in my own home and I was witnessing the people that I care about the most who as the mother, I would protect with my life. Right. Right. I was not okay with what was happening in my home and I struggled to handle that. And it took me straight into that victim space. Trey. Oh boy, did the victim inside me jump in the front seat and say, hang on kids, we are going for the worst ride of your life, right? Yeah. So so I know what you mean about the difference between handling something with all the tools and techniques and growth mindset, but I, at the same time, couldn't handle something else because it was triggering this deep biological wiring in my mother's body that said, no, it is not okay. And it took many weeks to sort through the, the worst of it. And there were times that I felt like Cassandra in the Greek tragedies who nobody believes. Yeah. Right. And, and so there came a time where I had to, figure out how to save myself because I was wishing and demanding externally that somebody else handle the situation. But in the end, I finally had to do something really, really radical. Yeah. And I took myself out of the situation tray and I checked myself into the hospital because I needed to press pause so violently (laughs) to save myself. I can't imagine that, um, obviously without knowing all the details, just having someone you care about or or someone in your home who is not well, I, I, Mm -hmm. I thankfully have, have not had to deal with that. And in my own life, I can, the one singular time that I can remember having someone sick in a household is my, my grandpa when he was still living with his wife at the time uh, before she passed. And I just, I remember how hard that was. I was a kid. I was, I was maybe Mm -hmm. 10 years old and seeing that and seeing him just not responsive. That's, that's extremely, that tears in my heart. And I can't imagine doing something like that as an adult. So, I mean, that the fact that you're able to, to move through that and that you were able to separate yourself from the situation and realize that you need to take care of yourself. I think that is a, a very big and important step that a lot of people are afraid or apprehensive to take. Oh, absolutely. And I, I was worried about what people would think. I was worried about what my children would think even. Yeah. Right. And, and yet I had to do it. I found that in that moment I had no other choice and, and what I've since learned coming through it was how much I was letting the victim and my ego, right? Ego is tied to the victim only all the time. Yeah. Oh, that had completely taken over ruling my life. And, oh yeah, there's this other piece when I do my shadow work to find out and and connect with the little girl who was told she was wrong, who now as an adult fights to be right. And when I looked at what the need to be right, especially about being the victim did, those two elements together was like rocket fuel taking me in the absolute wrong direction in my life. Yeah. Yeah. And and the um, incredible instant freedom that I experienced when I finally acknowledged 
that and said, no more. I am not going to choose that path anymore. I am going to let it go so completely that it never, ever will come back and ever try to get in the driver's seat again. No. That's, that's amazing. Um, and I, I'm hoping you can talk to me a little bit more about how you got there uh, through shadow work. And I, I, I've, I've heard the term. I've spoken with people who, who do shadow work. I, I don't necessarily know exactly what that means. I, I don't think I've ever inquired into it. So can you talk to me about the work that you did in that sense? Sure, sure. And I think the essence, as I understand it, is where throughout our life, especially our childhood, we have experienced something that taught us that there was something about ourselves that was bad and wrong. Yeah. And so we sought to hide it away and cover it up and almost pretend that it wasn't there. And then in our adulthood, we find that those things that we tried to hide in the darkness, covered in shame, that we, we didn't even know, right? Until you start to take a look at it, those things can be truly holding you back from living an extraordinary life. Right. And if, if I'm operating blindly from this place where Julie needs to be right because she was told she was wrong so many times, how is that not supporting me, right? Think about how that could mean, you know, for me as, as a business owner, and if I had to be right and, and, and tell my clients they were wrong, right? Yeah. That's not possible. And, and so the, and in, even in personal relationships, right? So the degree to which we can have the, the loving, compassionate courage to look inside and shine the light into those dark spaces where we think we have to hide parts of ourselves that we're not proud of, that we're ashamed of. But it's in the bringing those out yeah. into the light where we can love on it, have empathy and heal that. Those no longer hold us back. So that's shadow work for me. I love that. And the way you explain it makes perfect sense to me. I, Good. I've gotten in the habit I don't know, over the last year or so, probably since this podcast launched of thinking back on, you can call them cringe worthy moments in my life where I, I think back about something that I'm ashamed of or something that I said that I am embar embarrassed for having said it. And I've really taken ownership of those situations and thought about them instead of hiding from them and, and trying to remove any stigma that still resides within me from them so i don't have to when they pop into my mind when you know my when my monkey brain decides to think about some weird crap at two o'clock in the morning i'm able to <laughs> say hey listen i, I th this this moment has no impact on me anymore I, I i've removed that judgment it happened and i've moved on beyond that and i am who i am now because i was able to deal with that situation and learn from it. So I don't know if that's exactly what shadow work is, but when you talk about the work that you've done on yourself, to me, that is, that is what clicks in my mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and we come to understand it through our own lens. And so yeah. of course it makes sense to you that way, because that's been your experience. And so awesome, right? Beautiful that you found those moments that you can look at something that used to make you feel shame or embarrassment and, and detach yourself from that. Beautiful. It's been it's it's certainly been a lot of work, and I, I don't. I, the one thing that I, I I struggle to deal with a lot is that we all go through so much to get to a point in our lives where we feel like we're fulfilled. We feel like we're on a great path. And for me, what I struggle with is remembering where I came from. And I, I know that sounds weird, but it, you know. For example, I didn't always used to have the will or the ambition to work for myself, and that was developed over a long, long time. And it, I made a lot of—I don't want to call them sacrifices, but I made a lot of uh, steps, I guess, to get to that point. And I—I I, I have trouble remembering the 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 feeling that I used to have when I, I knew I wanted to do something, but I didn't have the will to do it. And so, it's it's always tough for me to to be able to take those lessons and kind of convey them into words. Does that 
does that make sense for the, what I'm trying to say? I'm, I'm kind of struggling with my words here. Well, I feel like I can relate to what you're saying because right, we are now in this moment, the product of every choice, every experience yes. that we've ever had in our, in our whole life. And, and I'm grateful right? I'm grateful. And I, I don't put judgment on the things in the past that I can go back and say, Oh, wow, why'd you do that, Julie? Right? right? But yet, I am who I am today because of all of it. Yeah. The best days and the worst days, and where I wasn't the best human, right? Or where yeah. I was the absolute best version of myself. And so I've come to you know reconcile that by staying in this place of loving who I am right now, and trusting that any other choice would have created a different me right now. Yeah. Yes. And that's okay. Right. And I get not having the courage or having other things holding you back from something that you desire at a younger age, right? When we didn't have all of the wisdom and the tools and the knowledge to navigate that at first, you know, I had whispers of wanting to do events back when I was going into college and, and getting out of college but those weren't strong enough as the, um, call it the script in my life that I believed I had to follow that said, you'll go to a really great university, Julie, you'll get a really great corporate job and you'll make money. Yeah. And, and then, and then, and then, and, and I didn't have the courage to figure out how to follow my dreams early on. I did what I thought I was supposed to do. Yeah. Right. So that makes a lot of sense the way you said it. And uh, and now we are, right? Look at us now, yes, right? And so, exactly. hooray, we found our way. We <laughs> navigated back to where we desired to be. And so, no looking back anymore. We're just looking forward. Absolutely. And it is a glorious, expansive future. It absolutely is. And I, what, one thing that you had written down for me, uh, which falls in line perfectly with what you just said, is non-negotiable dreams. And I mm, really, yes. really, really love that. Because I, I think... Everything you just said, I, th- I think there's, there's there are, are two paths we can take. We so many times take the path that we feel like we're supposed to take. And I I, I hate, I'll stop short of calling it dangerous, but I, I hate the question, you know, when we're applying for a new position, whether it's one we're really excited about or one where we just need to, to make money so we can make rent. You know, what's your five-year plan? What's your 10-year plan? And of course they want to hear, you know, growing through the ranks of the company, but it's so unfair to ask ourselves, you know, what what we think or we know we're going to be doing in five years when we're, I feel like that's severely limiting. And especially when it comes to our, our dreams and making sure that they're non-negotiable. How you have obviously, and I use this word intentionally, escaped corporate America, as have I, and it, it was a big moment for me. But I mean, how did you use your, your dreams to 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 hurdle you through that, to push you through those those barriers to get there? Oh, that is a great question. Um, because I only knew of just a couple of things the day that I left corporate America for good. One was, I have grown in a way that makes me less suitable for a corporate environment. My light is so bright. They don't want to put on sunglasses. They just want to tear me down. That was really how I felt. And, and I knew that I knew I needed to be someplace else. And then I had this little desire that started finding a way to, to speak more loudly again. And I had somebody even ask me the day that I was saying goodbye to my coworkers and walking out forever. She looked me in the eye, grabbed me by the shoulders and said, Julie, you can do anything right now. What are you going to do? And for the first time in 25 years, this voice that came from within me that I consciously didn't even choose to speak, but yet it said, I'm going to be an event planner now. I'm going to do events. And I'm so grateful that she paused in that moment you know, my friend asked me that question because it came from this absolute expansive space of anything yeah. is possible. Right. Yes. And so in that moment, I gave myself permission to follow my dream. And the more that I loved it, believed in it, 
partnered with it, the bigger it got. And I chose, I made some really great decisions around the same time to take myself on in the realm of some transformational training. And yeah. so I felt really supported in, in, in gaining confidence to do something that I've always wanted to do, but yet it is so different than the script I thought I had to follow. And, and yet there I was, it was 25 years later. Right. And so thankfully, and I still quite can't even tell you where this came from, except that I had the ability in those moments to trust that my dream was worth it. And, and to say, I can choose this and go all in because this is the path of Julie having a more beautiful, expansive, and joyful life. That, and that's the fuel. That gives me chills. Um, <laughs> that's an incredible realization that is hard. I mean, you, you, did, you did very well articulating it, but it is hard to really instill a sense of what that can mean to you and, and somebody that's never experienced that that brings it brings up something that i said uh, that i heard posited on a uh, podcast many years ago and i don't remember exactly how it was said but the question was you know what if who we are right now is all we were ever meant to be in essence you know what if we don't have any further potential than you know what we're doing right now and i understand why it was asked because i, I think a lot of times people are afraid of the risk of you know taking a leap and assembling the airplane on the way down as you know the cliche goes <laughs> but <laughs> I, I don't like that question because i i think it allows people to justify not that where somebody is now is necessarily a bad place, but it allows us to justify not pursuing our dreams or not having further ambitions. And so when you talk about realizing that you can do anything that, that is, that is so, that's so powerful because it kind of, it takes me back to when you're a kid and, Oh, you can go to any college you want, or you can, you know, be an astronaut or a baseball player and you're allowed to dream, even though you don't necessarily know what it's going to take to get there. You're, you're, you're reinstilling that, that, that dream state into your life where now you're in a position to actually make those decisions to get to that point. And I think more of us need to give our permission, ourselves permission to do so. Absolutely. And let's you and I just right now, let's just give the whole world permission to do yes, that, right? Absolutely. Let's just be in the energy that says everyone gets to be bold and audaciously go after every dream <clears throat> that, that they've ever had, right? Because yeah. we're all worth it, right? Yes. We're all worth it. And in those moments when I had nothing left in my business, I still believed I was worth it, right? I still believed that something better was going to come from this. Yeah. And oh boy, it did, right? And in, in all of that rubble, the most beautiful new path emerged, which has had me now over the past few months completely rebirthing everything I am about in my business. And I know for certain, Trey, that it wouldn't have happened if the pandemic didn't wipe everything away, right? Yeah. So that's my gift. That's my silver lining. I am so soaring now and I am more alive. I am more grateful and I am so completely unapologetic that what I'm up to and what I'm creating, I believe even more in how non-negotiable my dreams are. That's fantastic. And of course, I want to talk about what you're doing now, because as I mentioned previously, I, I recently spoke with Susan Lambert, who does something similar, but it's it's mm -hmm. such an incredible concept that I, I, I had personally never heard of before. And I, I want to talk all about it. Uh, so it's just Global Retreat Goddess. I mean, I know that's your, your Facebook name. Is that the is that your uh, official business name? My official business name is Retreat Goddess. Retreat Goddess. Okay. And yes. And so Facebook has, you know, will tell you, oh, somebody else is using right, that, but right, that's right. okay. I, I've got the website. <laughs> <laughs> that's all that matters. Um, and the fact that that name was available the moment I stepped into knowing who I truly am in my business yeah. is nothing short of absolutely mind-blowing, epic yes. possibility, yeah. right? That nobody can believe that I got that name. <laughs> 
It's perfect. Yeah. So uh, pl- pl- please talk to me about, obviously we, we know how you got there, but I mean, what, uh, what has it been like growing that and, and talk to me about uh, who you're, you're working with and how you, how you structure these retreats and, and where, wh- just talk to me about all of it. Thank you. I, I would love to Trey, because I, I know now that I am up to being in the work that affects people at a deeply personal level and changes the world at the same time. I'm audacious enough to say that I am up for making this world a more connected, joyful place. And how I get to do that, right, is is relying on my innate gifts, being a creative person who pours that creativity into creating exquisite travel experiences for women where transformation is possible, where vulnerability is the innate nature of how we do what we do, where life changing moments happen, where lifelong friends are are found and kept and, and doing that in exquisite places around the world allows for a global view where we find empathy as a human and recognize the innate value in every other human that we come in contact with. That's what I'm creating as the retreat goddess. And that is who I want to serve are the women who want to be adventurous and daring and vulnerable. And they want to connect in a way that creates an epic shift in them. And those ripples affect the world at the same time that's amazing and i i when you start describing that and you use the word vulnerable again i, I perhaps very mm-hmm. intentionally that's that's I, I feel like that's very important because i when i think about travel you you can at least traditionally i think about it in uh, a way that you you go uh, you know to europe and you, you you see the the touristy spots but the way i think you've structured your business is that you get to experience the culture and you get to learn about maybe not the most touristy areas, but you really get to immerse yourself in what life is like in those areas. And you get to do so with women who you deeply connect with, which I think is so incredibly vulnerable. And I think it's so incredibly moving to be able to, to do those things with people who are looking for similar experiences, not just, you know, sitting beachside with a mimosa, which may be part of it, but I, I think you're digging a little bit deeper than that. You're absolutely right, you know, and just looking across the the parts of the world where they have such a rich history and and where castles still exist. We're just going to take right. castles with us on a journey for a moment. And the tourist would want to tour that, right? And they'd want to look up at all the big, beautiful things and imagine the life of a king or a duke or something yeah. and take a couple of pictures and that's all good and well, right? And there's room for that. Yay, hooray, go do that if that's what really lights you up. And then I like to think about the difference between being a tourist and being a true traveler in this world. And in the context of what I do, there will be an opportunity to go to our castle. But guess what? You know what we're going to be doing as the women going through that experience? We're going to be talking about how living with a fairy tale syndrome does not serve us. And when we look outside for somebody to come save us, because those were the only stories that were available to us as little girls, how much we have created a construct in our lives that can hold us back. When we keep looking outside for something we need to truly find within our own selves, that's the kind of experience I want to have in a castle, not the other one. I love I love fairy tale syndrome. I wrote that down. Um, and I, I, I obviously I'm, 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 I'm not a woman. Uh, so it's hard for me to relate to, to certain things. And it, and I, I, I feel like I fully understand what you're describing is that as, 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 as a little girl, especially, you know, as, as we were growing up, we were told stories like, that men will come come rescue you and you you have to you know play again going back to the to the victim card you have to play the victim and you have to let Mm -hmm. other people guide you in your life and i love that you are 
retelling those stories if for for lack of a better mm-hmm. way of saying it but you mm-hmm. you are not only retelling them in the context of of your own life but you're helping do so in the context of other women's <laughs> lives as well and i think that just just adds so much value to the to to not only your business but but your mission too because i think Again, from a, a, a point of view of a man, I, I know that there's a lot of apprehension for women to travel for them, travel by themselves or for themselves because there, there's there's inherent inherent danger in the world. But I think that's part of the story that is told, mm-hmm. that is propagated. So I love that you're working to dismantle that story. That that feels extremely powerful. It, it really, really is. And you know, I'm I'm reminded of a time when I was in Moscow and. I, I was there to help my sister bring the two little girls home that she had just adopted. And they were in the hotel room sleeping. And I just wanted, I was so curious. I wanted to experience this whole new city and, yeah. and this, this country that was so fascinating to me. But I, I was told, yeah, yeah, don't just go outside and walk around, right? There was still that story of it's dangerous playing right. out. But I went down to the hotel bar and I sat there. And I struck up a conversation with the bartender. I figured out how to order red wine in Russian. Um, <laughs> and, and, and we, and it was quiet. It wasn't a busy night. And, and as we talked, one of the servers kept coming by and she was listening into parts of our conversation. And then eventually she sat down and it was a beautiful connection where it didn't take long for me to realize, wow, look at her. She's just like me. We're moms. Yeah. We we live our lives wanting to help our kids become the best and most beautiful, brightest contribution to humanity that they could possibly be. That's and so that's cool. no different, right? Right. And and if we were to believe the stories that our leaders were telling us about yeah. each other, right? That those stories, that's where conflict comes from. Yeah. But being able to connect you know, authentically, right? Vulnerably with someone else face to and face. to listen to their stories. Yeah. We are so similar, Trey. We are so similar. There's so much more that connects us than divides us. Yeah. And that's what I want to bring to the work I do now. I want to give women those experiences to be in other places around this world, to work on themselves, but also to connect. I love that. I absolutely, yeah. I absolutely love that. Um, and you are so correct that we are we are far more similar than we are different and i i think so much of the challenge is obviously there's a lot of heated debate but I'll, so much of it comes from one our, our media uh, and but two social media and us hiding behind our keyboards and always wanting to be right and being fearful of thinking critically and making mm, dis- informed yes. decisions on our own. And I really appreciate what you're doing. And I, uh, I don't know, have you seen struggle in connecting with people in that way? Or is it when you happen to be face to face with someone and you have the added opportunity, the added bonus of being all the way across the world with them and then having that vulnerability to just, just does do all those barriers break down? they just melt away. They just melt away. And for that to happen, of course, it requires me to look at how I am being in those moments, right? Right. I am not showing up as this ridiculously egocentric American who needs to be right, who believes that I am somehow superior. Oh my gosh, no. Ugh, Uh, my my body rejects that so completely, right? But to be in a space where you are you you just want to be open to listen. Yeah. Right? I want to listen. I want to learn. Yeah. And I want to show up in a way that other people can trust that not every American is the way that other media or other leaders are describing us too, right? right. Because I know that's out there as well. And so I want to be the I want to be me in all the ways that I can best be me when I'm in those moments so they can trust that I have a beautiful, warm heart and I see it in them too. And we don't have to listen to anybody. We only have to trust our experience. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's I, I feel like it's, it's so simple to say, but so hard to remember that you, 
maybe technically speaking, we're American, but every single person on this planet is human. And that isn't, that's so much more than a label or a, a descriptor. It's, it's, it's who, it's who we are. And that's, that, that's over millions of years. We, we have become all alike. We can think differently. We can have different mentalities. We can have different values, but we were all human. And it, Mm-hmm. If we could remind each other of that gently so much more often, we'd be in such a better place, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what I'm up for, right? Yeah. That's what I want to influence. And I know I see it in you as well, right? That's the beauty of being intentional about how we live and connecting with the people who keep inspiring us to do that better, greater, more beautifully and brighter. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I would be absolutely remiss if I didn't, thank Anna uh, Bitters for connecting us because I, I know uh, that yes. <laughs> she, uh, again, I'm not a part of this group, uh, but I know that she runs quite the, the, the women's community and which is, I, mm-hmm. I think how we were connected. And so, I mean, she has just been so wonderful to get to know over the last few years. And I know I have the added benefit of her being here locally, but uh, no, it's just, I, I really appreciate uh, that connection. I, and I Have you guys developed, a, you two developed a strong relationship? Oh, yes. Um, I love being in her community, community because I, I love how Anna does what she does yeah. and, and her ability to help other people grow and heal is is really extraordinary and and i find more and more right i want more annas in my life yeah. right i i i love 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 celebrating other women who are up to really amazing things who are growing and 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 being again being themselves unapologetically yeah. and and doing the work so that they can help other people grow at the same time. And I, I believe wholeheartedly that the more that I get to link arms with, with people like Anna, right. And you now Trey too, right. How much we link arms and and support one another and rise together. We're taking the whole world with us, right. That's our plan. We're not doing it just for our own sakes. Right. Absolutely. Um, and what I really, to, to kind of bring this whole thing full circle, what I really love about Anna, you talk about her having a growth mindset, but she also realizes that, scarcity is a is this this box that we're put into and it's when you're able to break free of that box and you and we can we don't have scarcity mindsets anymore and we're willing to give without the expectation of receiving that's when i truly think that that so much of the magic and what we're capable of achieving happens you are preaching to the choir my dear absolutely absolutely and i i know it because i've experienced it right yeah. And so I so wholeheartedly agree when we are able to shift those conversations that come from lack and, and realize there is more than enough, yeah. more than enough, everything, more than enough love and food and courage and hope, right? There is more than enough for everyone. And what becomes possible as every human begins to shift from scarcity to a prosperous mindset, it affects everyone around you. Yeah. And, and it is a beautiful thing to witness. And <clears throat> let me fan those flames even more, right? Please. Especially those who are doing the work as coaches and healers to help people make that shift. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, Absolutely. So what's next for you? When, when is your next retreat planned? And if, if people, are you, are you accepting women to go on it with you currently? I have so many opportunities. A few of them are waiting for a few countries around the world to open back up for us. Um, But I am creating a really great experience in Tucson, Arizona, actually this fall for women, like I've described, right? They have really created amazing results, especially in the last two years. And they're at a point where they really get to pause and celebrate just for a few days because sometimes we don't do that enough, right? We're so in the doingness of running our businesses. And, and I believe that they deserve a time and a place in an exquisite environment to press pause 
to celebrate with other women who have achieved incredible results as well. Yeah. We have rules, right? There's no selling, there's no coaching, not on this retreat. It is to be, to celebrate, and then from that expansive space to start dreaming up the next quantum leap. That's amazing. So that is what Rhapsody in You is all about, and it's later this year in November in Tucson. Um, I, that is all on my website at retreatgoddess.com. And you will also see that I'm cooking up some really juicy experiences in Seville, Spain, and Southern France next year. And I've got a few other local things going on. Um, and then the other way I love to support healers and coaches, you already know I am such a fan of people doing that work. Yeah. I love linking arms with them and helping them create VIP retreat experiences for their clients and, and using it as a way to do some really rapid transformational work with their, with their people and to also be in that prosperous mindset. That's and so, fantastic coaches and healers who desire that in their life can also link arms with me. And, and it is absolutely some of the exquisite work that I get to do as well. That's amazing. That, that mm-hmm. I, I love that. And I, I, I really, I, I tried to express this early and I want to try again before we wrap up here. It's, I think there's so much added value going somewhere i don't i'm 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 so cautious to call it a vacation because you're you're going somewhere to not only just experience the culture but to learn and to grow and i think when you really add that value to the trip and to the experience that's when you have the the experiences that actually that, that pay off in your life you talk about consumerism and you talk about spending your money on trips instead and so much research goes into the fact that we get so much more joy and happiness out of those experiences as opposed to those mm. those devices those those whatever anything you can buy so i think you're providing so much incredible value to these women and i, I i'm i'm so excited for you that you've had you've you've gotten to this point in your life where you i just i hear so much fulfillment and so so much joy in how you talk about the retreat goddess and how you talk about traveling and how you talk about transformation with your clients and the people in your life. And it just, it makes me so happy to hear that because I, I, I know how much work it takes to get there. So, I, I mean, I just want to express my gratitude and thanks for everything you're doing because it's amazing. Thank you. I, I let that in and I appreciate that, Trey. I really, really do. And I, I also appreciate the, you know, the affirmation for me, right. That, the more that I live into my expansive dreams and seek to serve others from the core of who I truly am, that it's resonating with people, right? And and that I get to bless people with my gifts as much as I love seeing others bless people yeah. with their own gifts, right? I'm, I'm in it for myself and I'm in it for the rest of the world. And so thank you. Thank yeah. you for seeing me as I truly see myself as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you again for, for, for doing this. And as I... As we spoke about briefly, I, I do have a few closing questions before we wrap up, if that's okay. Of course. Cool. Well, first of which, in line with what we're talking about, as we talk about growth and as we talk about continuing to build on our own happiness journey, if there were somebody out there listening who is interested in not only the retreat goddess and everything you have going on in transformation, if there's somebody out there who can help you by providing resources for your growth, what resources would that those be? What, what are you looking for to continue growing? Mm, thank you for that. And I spoke about linking arms with yeah. others earlier and, and that's what my heart desires is I want to link arms with the inspiring, incredible women who are creating incredible results in their life. And I want to know them. I want to celebrate them. I want to link arms with them because I believe that there is always opportunity to collaborate in new, delightful and delicious ways with people. And that, that is what I want to do. And so introductions to the fabulous women in your lives. That is what I desire. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I have spoken with quite a few of them and I am so fortunate for having done so. If I can be a conduit for those connections, please don't hesitate to let me know. 
Well, thank you. And I did listen to your conversation with Susan and I have an email I'm working on drafting to her already. So thank you for that, Trey. Wonderful. I I really, really, truly (laughs) believe you two will have a lot to talk about. I think there's a strong connection there. So I look forward to hearing where that goes. Um, I I look forward to sharing. (laughs) Good, good, good. Uh, Next question. And it's honestly my favorite question because I'm a big reader and I use this question as kind of a cheat code for life because it allows me to know what books have helped unlock potential in my guests' lives. And so I always ask the question, if you could pick one book that has just had such profound impact on your life that you swear by it, what would that book be and, and why? That book is Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. Uh, She's the one who wrote Eat, Pray, Love. So that I'm sure will definitely ring ring familiar to people. That book, it it came to me when I first started believing that I could create my own business, you know, back in in 2016. And it is all about courageously living a creative life and letting curiosity lead instead of fear and trusting that each of us has a beautiful gift or multiple gifts inside of us and that the good work that we get to do is to look within and find those and bring those out because the world needs our gifts yes and and it it was beautifully written and spoke to my heart and soul and and was part of the early beautiful gifts that helped me create more confidence in myself and trust more fully in following my dream and starting my own business and stepping into my creative gifts. I love that. And I love, mm-hmm. I love the affirmation that the world needs our gifts because that is, that is so incredibly true. Um, so thank you. I, that, that book is officially on my list. I, I, I look forward to reading it. Wonderful. And then last but not least, if you could leave the audience with one call to action that you may personally live in your own life, what would that call to action be? You know, Trey, it has to be, how can everybody make their dreams non-negotiable? Yeah. Right? So please, 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 what is it that you dare to dream? Be audacious and trust you are so worth it. Your dreams are worth it. And you never, ever have to give those up for fear or anything else. That's my wish. That's perfect. Dare greatly, right? Yes. (laughs) Well, Julie, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Thank you for connecting with me. Thank you for being vulnerable with me. Thank you for everything you've shared. And uh, if people want to connect with you, if they want to learn more, you mentioned your website, please feel free to mention it again. How can people connect with you and learn more about you? Well, I, I think people know me by now that connection is one of my favorite things. And so, yes, please. My website is retreatgoddess.com. And you can reach me personally by emailing julie at retreatgoddess.com. Perfect. Julie, thank you again so much for doing this. I, I look forward to staying connected with you. And mm-hmm. uh, if there's anything I can ever do for you in the future, please don't hesitate to let me know. Well, Trey, I'm keeping you for life, my friend. Perfect. Thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> One more time, please join me in celebrating and thanking Julie for joining me on the podcast. Please be sure to check out the show notes in your podcast players or at themosaiclifepodcast.com to learn more about Julie, the retreat goddess, and all of her incredible work. As we get closer to episode 100, which comes out in just under two short weeks, I invite you to ask me anything prior to June 22nd. You can do so at bit.ly forward slash ask Trey anything. Again, that's bit.ly forward slash ask Trey anything. You can find that link in the show notes. And I am very much looking forward to sharing this incredible experience with all of you. 
If you would like more Mosaic Life podcast content in your life, you can find me on Instagram at Trey Kaufman. You can find the podcast on Facebook by searching for The Mosaic Life Podcast. And if you enjoy the content or you get value out of the conversations we have here, I would be forever grateful if you would take just a moment of your time to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That goes a long, long way in helping others just like yourselves discover the conversations we're able to have on the podcast. Last but certainly not least, I can't express to you how much your support has meant over the last couple of years as the podcast has changed, as it's grown, as I've found my footing and hopefully have become a better conversationalist. Your continued support has meant the world to me and I truly cannot thank you enough for sticking with me through 100 episodes and hopefully many, many more. Thank you all so much. And until next time, take care, do better, and be well. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.